0: Off. Kansas City is 7 and 1 against a point spread coming off a Monday night game. Take KC minus the six. We're taking home cold hard cash. We're we'll gonna have another heat check. gonna heat we'll check it. Yeah, move. Up? Gonna get it. It's heat check time. Hello. I like money. I want winners. Heat check. Oh, yeah. And boom goes the dynamite. I'm about to go on the run of a lifetime. If you want to make money, climb the fuck upboard. Money, money, money. I get money. I get money. Get money. Get money. I'm getting money. I'm getting money. I'm getting money. I'm getting money. All I do is get money. Get money. Get money. Get money. Welcome into the Heat Check podcast. Derek Piper, Josh Piper. We are back as we roll along into NFL Week Six. Things are going well here on the Heat Check Podcast. Continuing to give out a good amount of winners. It's been a nice start to the NFL season for us as we cruise right into the thick of October. Josh, how are we doing tonight as we get ready for week six of the NFL season? Doing great.
1: Uh had an entertaining uh Thursday night football game of the Bucs and the Eagles. The Eagles made it uh, a little sweaty there at the end. I had teased the Bucks down or actually played them in a money line parlay in one of my one of my main plays this week. Uh but I'm excited, excited to break these games down and uh, and find a way to make some money.
0: Yeah, it should be a fun week yet again with some good matchups. And uh, My card is fairly light, at least so far. Uh, we'll see as we go, as we, we break this thing down. Maybe Josh can convince me on a couple of these that I'm kind of on the fence about or, or just a little gun shy. But uh, we've had a, put together a pretty good record, pretty good resume so far through five weeks. I don't want to mess that up by getting a little too... Aggressive, so that's kind of been the been the mojo so far. Is just go with what you believe in, and and the rest you kind of leave out there. But uh, let's look back for a few minutes as we look at last week, week five, uh, and that was uh, a week that we had a pretty short shortened show, uh, just a couple of plays for each of us. Uh, I went two and zero on teasers. Teasers have been great to us so far this year. Had the Bucks and Cowboys, and then also the Cowboys with the Baltimore Ravens, who, of course, had a crazy come-from-behind victory on Monday Night Football. Uh, one and one on teasers, hit the Jamar chase over uh, against the Packers. I told you to hammer that one, and that was pretty easy. He he had all those yards on one long catch right before halftime and then uh, lost Darnell Mooney uh, on his over receptions because, well, the Bears didn't have to throw the ball against Vegas to win that game, which I was okay with uh, as long as – they came away with that victory. So one-on-one on props, two-and-oh on teasers, three-and-one overall. Josh, how was your week five? It
1: was a, it was a great week five. Uh, went four-and-one overall. Uh, unfortunately lost, uh, one of my teasers. Uh, Vikings couldn't cover that, uh, minus two or minus two and a half. That minus two and a half has burned me. I I think three, (laughs) three weeks out of the five. Um, It's been brutal. I think if I play minus two and a half one more time in (laughs) a teaser I just want you to reach over and just punch me right in the face. (laughs) Because I am am sick of teams winning by two points. I don't care if you hit a 55 yard field goal to win the game. My bet's already lost. <laughs> so so one and one on teasers lost that one unfortunately, won the other of the cowboys and ravens, pretty much a money line parlay, and then uh three and oh on props I won the Nick Chubb over eighty two and a half rushing yards uh jamar chase over twenty three point five longest reception kind of piggybacking off of your play um and I actually played as uh receiving guards because uh because your breakdown there as well. And then I mentioned uh, looking out for Derrick Henry's rush attempts, and I, I found that at twenty three and a half, and I just hammered hammered the shit out of that. So, yeah, I was excited about that, and it was overall a great week. I was really happy about it.
0: You mentioned two and a half over or under. I think we've hit the over now on two and a half teasers. You've lost because of two and a half.
1: Oh man. Man, I, I, <laughs> I man, can promise you it won't happen time. again. <laughs> yeah, we'll spend
0: too much time we we talk about those. But uh, as we look forward, let's let's get some winners for this week. And as always, we start with teaser legs. Uh, there are a couple that stick out first and foremost, a handful of options. But uh, I think we will start with a Kansas City Chiefs squad that is now two and three and reeling after. A blowout loss at home against the Buffalo Bills, and that defense is in a world of hurt right now. That being the Chiefs, and the, 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 on paper, the NFL's worst defense, even up 33 points a game. They're on the road against the Washington football team. The Chiefs are a six-and-a-half-point favorite, but it is still Patrick Mahomes, and it is a Washington football team defense that has been pretty porous as well. Uh, You can tease the Chiefs down to just to pick them just to win the game. And and as I said, Kansas City dead last in the league at 33 points per game allowed. Washington football team at 31 uh, and second worst in the league at 31 points per game allowed. So this has shootout written all over it. And if it's a shootout and one side has Patrick Mahomes and one side has Taylor Heineke, come on now.
1: Who, who, on, who on that one? Come on now. Come on now.
0: Uh I'll also say this uh the Washington football team defense, four touchdowns allowed in each of their last three games. That includes Jameis Winston last week, Matt Ryan before that, Josh Allen, uh one of those as well. Of course, you're not gonna you're not gonna scoff too much at Josh Allen throwing four touchdowns against you, but the other two, uh, you know, that's that's a defense that's really struggling. I know Tyreek Kill has missed practice. Wednesday and Thursday, the quad injury. But earlier in the week, Adam Schefter said that he's expected to play ultimately as we get to Sunday. So uh, I really like this as a teaser option. This is probably my number one teaser option this week is the Chiefs just to go on the road and and get back to 500.
1: Yeah, yeah, I'm right there with you. Uh, Being able to tease the Chiefs down uh, to just minus .5 just to win that game. Um, I love that option there. Looking at the Chiefs' losses, three losses to – Three, four, and one teams. You got the Ravens, Chargers, and Bills. All three playoff teams looking right now. Uh, Washington's not even close uh, to any of those teams. They're not going to compete at that same level. Um, Chiefs 13-2 and two straight up when favored by more than five points since the start of 2020. Um, Chiefs don't lose to below average teams. They lost to three really good teams so far this year. Um, they're not going to lose to this Washington football team. Washington is 1-6 straight up, win underdogs by six or more points since the start of 2020. Um, their one win was against the fraudulent Steelers last year. I, I w- want to look at some of the stats so far um, of these teams. In terms of scoring, Kansas City 5th, Washington 12th. Total yards, Kansas City 4th, Washington 20th. Passing, Kansas City 5th, Washington 21st. And then in terms of defense just the just the downright bottom in terms of stats uh so far Kansas City opponent points 32nd to Washington 31st yards per game 31st and 27th passing yards allowed 28th and 27th the biggest difference is Kansas City's offense top 5 in the league in all three of those categories against Washington's bottom 5 defense in all three of those categories yeah, Kansas City's defense has been really bad this year, but they've played against some great offenses, and this Washington offense is not is not going to be one of those. I don't expect this Washington offense to be able to keep up with this Chiefs offense, um, and I fully
0: expect the Chiefs to uh, win this game. Yeah, I, I certainly and obviously agree with that. Uh, outside of, you mentioned the, the good teams that Kansas City has faced, they did give up a bunch of yards and and quite a few points to a Philadelphia Eagles offense that's not all that great. uh, But outside of that, this would rank, you'd even probably put Heineke behind Jalen Hurts in terms of an opponent you'd want to see uh, under center. Uh, So uh, I definitely like that one. Let's look at another one and stay in that division in the AFC West. The LA Chargers, who just Won a thriller over the the Cleveland Browns this past weekend. They are a underdog on the road. Two and a half points at Baltimore. You can tease them up to plus eight and a half. And this is a Baltimore Ravens defense that has been very giving this year. You look at their DVOA, defensive value over average, as um, calculated by football outsiders. They're 22nd in the league, so... When you normally expect Baltimore to be a top 10, top 5 defense, they are nowhere close to that. They're getting shredded through the air. Carson Wentz has thrown for 400 yards against them. They had Derek Carr throw for 400 yards against them earlier this year. And the Chargers offense is locked and loaded. As long as they're healthy, as long as Austin Eckler's out there, as long as there are two stud receivers, and Keenan Allen and Mike Williams are available, uh, that has not been an issue. And Justin Herbert, throughout the past three weeks, has been as good of any quarter, as good as any quarterback in the league, if not the best quarterback in the league here of late. So, um, I will also say that you look back to the end of last year and then spilling over into this year, and Herbert's won eight of his last nine starts, and the one loss was only a three point loss at home to Dallas. So, uh, for the Chargers to stay in this game, uh, I think they could win it outright. Uh, the Ravens. I think that Lamar, I know he was brilliant, especially in that second half against the Raiders. I still don't trust them all that much, honestly. And I think that at the very least, this is going to be a shootout and one that is going to be decided closely. I think the Chargers can stay in at the very least.
1: Yeah, yeah, I fully agree with that. Uh, Both 4-1 teams, Chargers uh, already with wins over the Chiefs and the Browns. Like you mentioned, the they're only lost to the Cowboys by three points, and the Cowboys are a very, very respectable team. Um, the Ravens have only beat the Broncos by more than a touchdown, um, which is what, what you would need them to stay underneath or stay right at um, in teasing them up to eight and a half. Um, and the Broncos were without Teddy Bridgewater, so you get Drew Locke coming off the bench thrown into that game. Um, and, yeah, the Ravens took advantage of that matchup. But the Ravens, as you mentioned, lost to the Raiders, <clears throat> only beat the Chiefs by one, only beat the Lions by two, and then they beat the Colts in overtime. Um, Chargers 8-1 straight up last nine games under Herbert. Chargers and Ravens are kind of neck and neck in terms of scoring, pass in total yards per game, opponent opponent points per game. Um, 6th and ninth in scoring 7th and 1st in uh, total yards and then opponent points per game, 12th and 14th so they're right neck and neck and to be able to tease uh, the Chargers up to over a touchdown, I agree with you, I think this is a one score game Uh, really like that option there
0: I'll let you take us wherever you want to go next on teasers those are my two main ones Uh, there are some other ones that I'm considering but I'll let you uh, wherever you have another play on this
1: yeah, uh, one other play I like is the Bengals at the Lions. Uh, Bengals sitting at minus three and a half. It was minus three. I didn't I didn't fire off on that um, early enough, and it's it's since moved. So I like playing this down to a, in a money line parlay. Um, I'll talk more later about who I want to pair that up with. Um, but the Bengals already have wins over the Vikings, the Steelers, and the Jaguars. The Lions are sitting at 0-5. Um, someone consider that to be a brutal loss last week, but Minnesota was up 16-6 with the ball at Detroit's 43 with three and a half minutes left in the fourth quarter. They proceeded to miss a field goal, fumble, and allow two scoring drives in a row when they had given up six points in over three quarters before that. I I don't really think that was a brutal loss. I mean, considering that they lost on a last-second field goal, but Minnesota definitely should have covered and won won that game easily. The Lions have lost their last nine games, so why not ride? Hmm. Ride, ride against this this dog crap Lions team, uh, Lions franchise. Um, Detroit, in terms of uh, scoring, is 25th yards per game at 24th. Going up against a Bengals defense, which has actually been pretty impressive on the defensive end of the ball. Um, opponent points per game, 7th, and opponent yards per game, 11th. Um, I don't expect this Detroit offense to be able to keep up with the the Bengals offense and what they're what they're able to do with those young receivers um I love this as a money line option,
0: certainly makes sense to me hard to go against burrow jamar Chase, what they have working, and like you said, that defense is improved is improved for sure and I mean betting against Detroit has been a pretty profitable venture if anyone has just taken up that mantle each and every week, especially on the money line side, you know throwing them in. They've, they've been a free space here of late. I think that
1: yeah, they've had a couple close games. Yeah, they're.
0: I don't know. I, I think that it's one that I'm weirdly a little gun shy on, but you do make a good case, and and we'll see when it gets time to to give in our actual picks if I can pull the trigger on that one. So while we're, I do like we usually do give some options on uh, teaser legs, money line parlays. Uh, One play, like you mentioned, that you have in in the Bengals, I am firing off on the Cowboys. They're minus three on the road at the New England Patriots, but I like using them as a money line piece. Uh, You look at the Patriots, they're ninth in DVOA on Football Outsiders, but actually you think of the Patriots having a good defense, which they, they have a pretty good, solid defense for sure. Dallas is sixth, so they actually have the Better defense on paper and a not even close, much better offense in comparison to the New England Patriots. So uh, they have an advantage on both sides of the ball. New England's defense has faced statistically the second easiest schedule so far. They've already lost at home this year to Tua and to Jameis. And they just trailed Davis Mills in Houston and had to come back against that that Houston Texans team uh, to pull out a sweaty victory last week. I know, and we mentioned it last week. The Patriots are getting a decent amount of credit for the way they fought in that Tampa Bay game at home in the rain. But the, the rain was such a such an equalizer, or some something that just allowed them to stay close. Uh, I, I don't see that happening in this one. Dallas is number two in points offensively. They're number two in yards, and number two in rushing yards for them. And one more stat that really sticks out to me. Going to Foxborough ain't what it used to be. New England is 3-6 and six in their last nine games at home at Gillette Stadium. So uh, I like Dallas to go in there to get the win. And to me, I just think there's, there's too big of a gap in terms of where Dallas is at, what they've shown defensively with Trayvon Diggs at a corner, and Micah Parsons, uh, and then offensively. I mean, this is the team we expected them to be last year now that they're healthy on the offensive line with their weapons, I really like the Cowboys to win.
1: 100%. I'm, I'm right there with you. I love this play, uh, of the, on the Cowboys. Like you mentioned, home field advantage in new England, uh, isn't really a thing. They're 0 and three at home so far this year. Uh, Cowboys only lost to the bucks. Some would say that their schedule hasn't been very tough. They have wins over the chargers, Eagles, Panthers, and giants. Uh, but the Patriots aren't, aren't very tough either. Uh, Patriots, their two impressive wins on the season are over the Jets and uh, Mills and in the Texans. They already have losses to the Dolphins, Saints, and the Bucs. Uh, Patriots are 1-6 straight up since the start of 2020 when they're dogs by three or more points, which they are here in this game. As you mentioned, Dallas's offense, huge advantage um, in this game compared to New England's offense. They're averaging 15 more points a game. That's 34 compared to 19. They're averaging 120 more yards, total yards per game at 440 compared to 320. Um, And then you're talking about the defenses. And the Cowboys have played a much tougher schedule of offenses, and they're only giving up five more points per game, um, even considering. Um, I don't expect this Patriots offense to be able to keep up. With the Cowboys' offense here, and I, I, like the Cowboys to win this game as well.
0: Do you have any other teaser legs or money line parlay pieces that you are playing?
1: Yes. Uh, so I, I really like the Rams this week uh, at the Giants. Not really. Um, the The spread is too high to really tease or um, play in a traditional sense of a money line parlay. So I'm kind of using it as a throw in to throw in with a team like the, um, Cowboys that I don't want to play minus three and a half. So instead just take the money line of the Cowboys and then throw in the Rams to kind of get that down to even money. Um, so in breaking this game down. We got the four and one Rams against the one and four giants. Uh, Rams got wins over the bears, Colts, bucks and Seahawks. Um, their only loss was to, to the undefeated Cardinals, where they kind of had a letdown spot there. Um, the Giants have already lost to the Broncos, uh, Washington football team, the Falcons, and the Cowboys. They lost to one great team, one good team, and then two pretty bad teams. The Giants are 2-6 and six straight up in their last eight games as underdogs. Um, Rams got the eighth-best scoring offense compared to the Giants' 23rd. And then the Rams give up the 12th least points um, in the league so far this year, and the Giants give up the 26th um, least. And all of this is before considering the Giants' injuries of Daniel Jones, who's con- questionable, uh, coming off a concussion. Saquon Barkley's doubtful uh, with an ankle in- injury, and Kenny Galladay is doubtful with a knee injury. Um You could you could maybe tease this uh to three if um if you if you use the right amount like you six and a half or seven, but then you're looking at minus minus one thirty or minus one forty. So I like this more as a money line throw in option.
0: Yeah, I'm right there with you. Uh Daniel Jones, by the way, was limited in practice on Thursday. Uh so still like you were saying, unclear on whether he'll actually go or not. Uh, This is a team that lost at home to the Falcons and they lost by three points, but uh, still like I would even can still consider using the Rams as a teaser. Uh, I would maybe wait and see how this line moves. And if it does move potentially, if say Daniel Jones is deemed active on Sunday, but uh, if if you end up firing off and, and having a ticket of Rams minus three and a half against the Giants, I that's not the worst thing in the world. Uh, but like you said, in, in, in terms of being a little safer, uh, I think that if you wanted to play it on an alt line, and uh, don't, don't fall out of your chair, Josh. Alt line minus two and a half. Oh, God. <laughs> We're not doing that. <laughs> that's, that's, I'm that's not doing that. That's, <laughs> that is cursed on this podcast. But uh, maybe money line. Uh, money line throw I think, is probably the – the safest way to approach that. So I definitely agree, and there are a couple other potential teaser legs that I wrote down, and I'll get your reaction on these real quick. The Cardinals are plus three and a half on the road at the Cleveland Browns. You could tease them up to plus nine and a half, and that is that is intriguing for an undefeated Cardinals team that you know obviously has the firepower to. To stay in this game, even if if this is going to be their first loss potentially, so uh, that that's one that I don't know. I me personally, I'm staying away because I think the Cardinals are due for a loss, and and that injury report really on both sides is pretty crazy. Uh, Cardinals are also doing with a little bit of dealing with a little bit of COVID issues as well. So that's gonna be interesting to see how it plays out here going forward. But what do you think about getting the Cardinals up to nine and a half?
1: Yeah, uh initially looking at it, um you would think that's kind of a no brainer, kinda of like the I think the Chargers kind of very similar to that Chargers game. Um I think it's a one score game. Um, but when you start when you start talking about injuries and guys being out for COVID, uh just totally changes the dynamic of the game. You don't really know what to expect. Um so probably a stay away uh for that reason.
0: Another one, gotta throw this in there. I know you're gonna love it. Chicago Bears. Are plus five and a half at home at Soldier Field against the Green Bay Packers. You could tease them up, Josh, to eleven and a half against oh, the Green Bay Packers. Oh but <laughs> I love
1: to tease that game. But the other direction, <laughs> getting, the, getting, the Packers, getting the Packers as a money line option is something that I uh, fully considered.
0: You don't actually believe that,
1: but I would. I I just want to be able to watch that game and cheer for cheer for the uh, Bears without having that uh, you know my wallet in my (laughs) yelling in my ear to hope the Packers take care of business
0: Mm. which they always do it actually has been a a route for us here recently in the last year or so since betting has been widely available to us is having money on the Packers side in those matchups and then you're frustrated you're sitting on the couch after you saw rogers beat you again then you check your Fanduel app and you're like oh a hundred more dollars you know (laughs) okay i'm in a little bit better mood right so uh yeah if you're a brave soul go ahead and and fire off on uh plus 11 and a half with the bears in a teaser but uh, i was just kind of kind of joking I hope kind so. of I, hope you, I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> in terms of money line parlay options, you've already broken down the Bengals. Uh, I gave the Cowboys out. Uh, and you mentioned the Rams as well. Here's some a couple of other ones. The bills are minus five and a half on the road at Tennessee Titans. You could take them just to win the game, stay hot. and uh, going against the Titans team that's still trying to get fully healthy wide receiver with AJ Brown and Julio Jones. Uh, and they're having some issues defensively. And I mentioned Herbert as being as high as any quarterback in the league. Josh Allen would be right up there with them. So uh, that is one. I'll read off the list, and you can tell me if there's one or a couple that you like. Uh, The Bills at the Titans. The Steelers are at home against a Russell Wilson-less Seattle Seahawks team. Uh, So he's going to be out. And I I was looking back. This is crazy. Uh, Wilson has never missed a game. In His yeah. career, so this is gonna be the first time since 2011, 10 years since Seattle has taken the field without Russell Wilson. So that's gonna be pretty crazy to see for the first time. Uh, the Browns on the flip side of that Cardinals, we'd mentioned the teasing the Cardinals up and, and getting that spread bit, uh, you know, plus 10 are in that range. Uh, you could play the Browns' money line, uh, they're three and a half point favorites at home against the Cardinals for them to win the game, uh, and then. The bad man Rodgers, Green Bay, they're minus five and a half. You could just play them in a money line parlay to beat the Bears uh, like that's ever happened before. So what do you think of those?
1: Uh, the one I probably like the most uh, is the Bills. Uh, the Bills are hot. They look like the best team in football. Uh, Titans are kind of reeling a little bit. Their defense is atrocious. I think if the Bills can uh, shut down that running attack – the, uh, the Titans may be getting uh Julio Jones and AJ Brown back for the first time in a few weeks which which is big for them but even with that their defense isn't going to be enough to slow down that bill's offense I, I do really like uh the bills as a money line option and one that I I have really considered
0: I don't know if this one's my favorite but I think the one that I'm gonna I'm gonna go on is Cleveland you look at the, I mentioned already, the injury list between the two sides is a mile long. you got uh, Nick Chubb, Kareem Hunt on the, the Brown side. Neither practice Wednesday, Thursday. Uh, on the Arizona side, you got Kyler's been limited with the right shoulder uh, injury. Not that, I mean, limited, I'm assuming. I mean, we're all assuming he's going to play on Sunday. But uh, DeAndre Hopkins has, uh, interestingly, been out with an illness the past two days of practice. And... I just, see, I just see this as a spot where you have the Browns, who have lost two heartbreakers, uh, one against the Chargers, one against the Chiefs, uh, was very high, as we talked about, going into the year, very high on this team. And they're due for one of these marquee games against a top-level team that's close late to go their way. And I think this could be one of those. And on the flip side, Arizona, while well, very impressed with what Kyler has been able to do, uh, love their weapons, their defense, deserves a lot of credit for being as improved, surprisingly, as they have been. Uh, I just, I think that they're due to take that loss, and uh, Cleveland, since the start of last season, is 8-2 and eight and two at home. Uh, so they've definitely been getting the job done in the dog pound, and I think that I am going to have to play the Cleveland Browns. So on that note, let's get to which teasers, which money line pieces we're going to use and get to our plays. Josh, I'll let you start off on where you're looking for your plays this week.
1: Yes, uh, I am going Chiefs teaser with the Chargers. Uh, So that's getting the Chiefs down to minus 0.5 and the Chargers up to plus 8.5. That teaser um, is sitting at minus 120. I have a Bengals and Rams money line parlay at minus 106 and a Cowboys and Rams money line parlay at minus 104.
0: I like those for sure. And I'm on the same wavelength with the Chiefs and Chargers. That is my one teaser for this week as well. Uh, You can get that minus 120 at DraftKings. I have a parlay of the Cowboys money line and the Chargers in an alternate line of plus 10.5, which is plus 100, even money. Uh, For Cowboys to win on the road against New England and Chargers to – you're getting even more points than what a teaser would, taking it over 10 and just staying within 10 points uh, at Baltimore. And I got to play Cleveland in in one of these capacities. I'll follow you, Josh. I will follow you. I will take up the challenge of betting against the Lions – I'm so brave. I, I'm so brave. It's a very fun thing to do. Of betting against the lions, so I'm gonna do Cleveland money line and Cincinnati Bengals money line, and that is plus one fifty two. So those are my three plays as far as teaser legs and money line parlay. I love it. When we come back, we'll get to our props. We'll do that next. This is the Heat Check podcast. <laughs> Let's get right to it. Our props for Week 6 of the NFL season. We're going to start in Washington with Patty Mahomes in a bounce-back spot against a Washington football defense that is 31st in the league in points allowed. It's not going well. It's not going well for them as we documented earlier. And like I said, they have given up four touchdown passes in each of the last three weeks. Mahomes has had at least three touchdown passes in four of his last five games, which is why Josh alerted me to this early earlier in the week when it first came out. We both fired off on it. Still available. I think minus 130 on DraftKings. Over two and a half pass touchdowns for Patrick Mahomes. Seems too easy.
1: Yeah, I love it. Uh, as you mentioned, uh, sitting there at minus 130. A uh, little bit of juice. Uh, hit this in four or five games so far. His only game that he didn't hit this in. Uh, was against Buffalo, which is the number one defense in football so far this year. Um, you mentioned Washington's given up four TDs in three straight. Um, 31st in scoring, 27th in Washington's defense is 31st in scoring, 27th in passing defense, and 31st in passing TDs allowed so far, giving up three passing touchdowns per game, which goes perfect with this. So Mahomes really just needs to be average. Um... In order to hit this number, and uh, I definitely think he's I definitely think he he's capable of that.
0: Patty Mahomes is capable of being average. Yes, very he is, yes sir.
1: And uh my, so my next play, I got Henry Ruggs the third over twenty-three point five longest reception. Uh kind of going back to the well on this one, sitting at minus one thirty as well. He's hit this in four or five weeks so far. Uh, the only week he didn't hit this, he had 23 yards, which was half, which was a yard short um, of hitting that total. Broncos have given this up to two or more receivers every game this year, except to the Jets, who are just just pitiful. <laughs> uh, Las Vegas is 29th in rushing yards per game. Uh, they average less than 80 rushing yards per game. Uh, which means they love to air it out, and they love to air it out downfield. And no, what better guy to throw that to downfield is, uh, than Henry Ruggs, Derek Carr uh, last year, as I mentioned earlier in a different in an earlier podcast, number two in passer rating on deep passes um, in twenty twenty. So I definitely think Henry Ruggs will once again hit over twenty three point five longest reception.
0: That has been an automatic. And on those same lines, an automatic on longest reception, Mr. Jamar Chase, who has hit his number in all five weeks. He has literally gone on the over each and every week of this season. And it's still not below 30, which means we still fire off. It is 26 and a half on his longest reception, minus 115 at DraftKings. Cincinnati's playing at Detroit who has a pitiful, a pitiful pass defense. They're giving up a league-high 14.6 yards per completion. Jamar Chase's longest reception so far in his last five games. He's gone for 70, 44, 34, 42, and 50, so comfortably over on all of those and expect this to be another week in which he hits this. And You look at this number in comparison to how Lions opponents have done Here recently, Justin Jefferson hit this last week for the Vikings. Darnell Mooney and Allen Robinson both hit that uh, with Chicago two weeks ago. And then you go back to that game, uh, Baltimore, uh, when they were playing in Detroit, four Baltimore Ravens receivers hit over 26.5 as far as that long of a completion. So seven different players in the last three weeks have done this to Detroit. Jamar Chase's the best big play guy in the league right now uh, at the clip that he's going at. So uh, I love for Joe Burrow to find Jamar Chase not only one time, but on that one time over 27 yards. I think this is. I think this is automatic.
1: I I love that play. I am on that as well. Um, I had some stats backing it up, but you just covered every single one. So uh, I don't. I don't have anything else to say on this other than I definitely expect this. Definitely expect this to hit. Let me throw
0: in real quick, over 73.5 receiving yards total. I'm on that as well. I like the longest reception better. But while we're talking about Chase real quick, and and I just documented a lot of what supports that. Uh, He had 159 last week against Green Bay. Uh, He had 77 against Jacksonville the week prior to that. And uh, as we mentioned, the the Lions' pass defense is just giving – up huge chunks of yardage their top corner at least who was supposed to be their top corner and Jeff Okuda is is out for the year and uh, the guys that they have back there right now are are just not getting it done so uh Jamar Chase over everything
1: I love that uh I actually uh fired off on a different Jamar Chase uh prop FanDuel has a most receiving yards in week six uh play that you can you can throw some money on uh so they do it with only guys playing on sunday jamar chase to have the most receiving yards out of everybody every receiver playing on sunday 23 to 1 going up against this pitiful lions secondary uh five dollar play on that would cash you out of 120 hmm so I, I like that. I think that's definitely up in his in his cards uh, for Sunday. Uh, so I decided to fire off on that, and then my last prop this week: uh, Dak Prescott over 1.5 touchdowns, um, and then I am parlaying that with the Rams money line um, for minus 123. He's hit this in four or five games so far. Dak Prescott has. Three touchdowns in all four of the games that he did hit this. Patriots' defensive numbers are a little skewed uh, based on the teams they've played. The only great offense they played this year was Tampa. Um, As you mentioned, they played them in a downpour. I fully expect Dak Prescott to throw at least two passing touchdowns and the Rams to win. Um, As I mentioned, that's minus 123 for those two.
0: I like that one. And my final play as far as props not currently on the board as of late thursday but it was a little bit earlier in the week and then with some injury factors it's taken off the board but i assume it'll be back around the same number and that's darnell mooney over longest reception of last i saw it was 19 and a half earlier this week and i would go over in terms of him having a big play in that Bears-Packers game. Josh, you can tell me and talk my excitement out of my body <laughs> for this Bears-Packers game. But what Jair Alexander set to miss this game as well, the Packers vulnerable in the secondary, the Bears offense will have to open it up. Like Last week, I was disappointed that Mooney didn't hit his numbers against the Raiders, but they weren't put in a situation where they needed to force things with fields with the passing game. They were able to play conservative, run the ball. Well, Montgomery's out, obviously. Damian Williams is going to be out. Uh, Khalil Herbert showed well in, in that running game. But uh, long story short, for as well as this Bears defense has played, you got to put up points. got to be aggressive to keep up with Rodgers and the Packers. I think that uh, Justin Fields will air it out a little bit more. And Mooney has proven to be his favorite target, uh, thus far in terms of when Fields has had the starter uh, job. So I think he will take a shot downfield and hit it. And 19 and a half is not too much to ask out of him.
1: Yeah, I like that. Uh, Packers are going to score some points. The Bears are going to have to try to keep up. They're not going to be doing that, um, trying to run the ball. I know they've done a good job of uh, being more physical up front and getting the running game involved, um, But but not having your best two running backs out there uh, they're going to have to get Mooney involved, and I I do expect him to get a f- at least a few targets down the field to uh, to cover that number.
0: And I think with not only the Williams injury, or, or I should say testing positive for COVID, uh, the one injury concern I think is Allen Robinson popped up on the injury report on Wednesday, I believe, and that might be what's motivating these receiver props not being on the board is that If A-Rob is out, even more of a workload for Mooney. Hopefully, that is not the case in terms of A-Rob being out. But I still think, regardless, uh, expect A-Rob to play. Expect Mooney to come in around that 19.5, 20.5 range for his longest reception. I, I will take the over whenever that reappears. So that's the wrap on the show. Let's recap the plays. Josh, I'll let you go back through what you have in terms of both sides and... Props. All right, let's get started. So I got
1: uh Chiefs minus 0.5, Chargers plus 8.5. Teaser sitting at minus 120 on DraftKings. Bengals and Rams, money line parlay at minus 106 on DraftKings. Cowboys and Rams, money line parlay at minus 104. Patrick Mahomes over 2.5 passing touchdowns at minus 130. Henry Ruggs, over 23.5, longest reception, minus 130. Jamar Chase, over 25.5, longest reception, at minus 115. Dak Prescott, over 1.5, passing touchdowns in Rams money line uh, parlay at minus 123. And then I mentioned that Jamar Chase uh, to lead all receivers on Sunday as a little bit of a flyer uh, at 23-1 to odds.
0: Like that sprinkle. Like those sprinkles.
1: Oh, yeah. My daughter loves sprinkles.
0: (laughs) (laughs) There'll be a lot more where those came from if you hit on all these plays this week. Tons of sprinkles for everybody. (laughs) Uh, I am with you on the Chiefs and Chargers teaser. I have that uh, at minus 120 on DraftKings. I have the Cowboys money line and the Chargers an alternate line plus 10.5 for even money on DraftKings. I'm riding the wave. Cincinnati Bengals and Detroit. A money line parlay with Cincy and the Cleveland Browns for plus 152. I think that's a good number for those two. In terms of props, Jamar Chase over 26 and a half longest reception. Get that as early as you can. Uh, Josh and I snagged it at 25 and a half. Went up to 26 and a half by the time we recorded this. It might even be 27 and a half right now uh, as we've been uh going through this show so try to get that as soon as you can he's hit this each and every week so yeah uh,
1: whatever it is just play it yeah just play yeah Yeah. just just play it
0: also in terms of just play it i'm going 73 and a half receiving yards on chase i'm going on the over with that going against the line secondary uh patrick mahomes over two and a half pass touchdowns gotta play that one and darnell mooney whenever it shows back up longest reception 19 and a half, 20 and a half, take the over. And actually, I have one more play written down on here, and it relates to – there's no props, not very many props out on this game quite yet, but I like the over in Chargers-Ravens. Okay. Over 51, and you have – when you look at each side in terms of the defensive weakness, it correlates with that opposing offense's strength. Uh, The Los Angeles Chargers, league worst, 5.6 yards allowed per carry, and – Baltimore, fourth most rushing yards per game in the league thus far. You know that they want to run the ball, whether it be with Lamar uh, or whoever they're putting in at running back these days. Uh, and then on the flip side, Baltimore, as we talked about a little bit earlier in terms of teasing the Chargers up, allowed Wentz to throw up 400 yards, allowed Carr to throw up 400 yards. Justin Herbert's coming off a 400-yard performance against Cleveland. Uh, he's thrown 11 touchdown passes in his last three weeks. So I think that he gets going through the air. I think that Baltimore has success on the ground. I think this is a high-scoring game. Uh, That's kind of what the Chargers have been accustomed to here recently. Uh, We'll be looking at some props once that full slate comes out for this game, but uh, I am going to throw the over 51 in there uh, on my card as well.
1: I like that. I like that. You got some hidden plays that uh you didn't let me you didn't let me hear about earlier, but <laughs> that's all right. Um <laughs> but I think that game does have a shootout written all over it. Uh I both high scoring offenses, uh and yeah, a uh, fifty-one over fifty-one, I think, is a great play.
0: Yeah. I got one more hidden play. What's uh, that say? Uh Bears Money Line. Oh, oh, oh man. And I'm gonna drop the mic. That's we're ending the show. <laughs> bear down go bears let's get it i'm gonna be disappointed on whenever the heck we record this next week but uh let's win some money hopefully whoever you root for out there unless you're a packers fan they win this week and uh let's have some fun yeah has been the heat check podcast always fun subscribe to us rate us review us we appreciate you listening and uh we love doing this so thanks again we'll talk to you next week thanks guys